0: Hey, this is Steve. And this is Ryan. And you're listening
1: to CC Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, and playing podcast.
0: Yay, we did it. <laughs> this is our second try. I messed up <laughs> the recording and we got you know a little bit into it and had to start over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if we hadn't fired producer Gary, uh, I could have blamed him for it. Right. <laughs> but he's gone, guys. You're never going to hear from that guy ever again. Did they ever hear from him before? No, no. We wouldn't let him on the mic. That's true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so we're breaking out the, uh, we got a package yesterday from Jimmy Jr. Uh, we sure did. Um, And uh, he sent us some brews. Uh, and right now we're rocking the left-hand milk stout. Did you already post the video?
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure I did. I mean, it's Monday and we're recording, uh, we recorded two days ago on Saturday. Uh, so it should be, uh, I just
1: didn't know if you posted it right away. Yeah, I posted it. So uh, yeah. So sit on that, uh, if you're, if you're on Instagram on Saturday afternoon slash evening, you've already seen us hard
0: pour yeah. uh, the left hand milk stout. We have two likes on that video. Nice. So there you go. We're
1: going to have to put some hashtags on it to get some more, uh, some more
0: followers. <laughs> oh, All right. Whoa, well, what's
1: that? What's new, Steve? Um, so after episode, so in episode 34, we talked about Big Ear. Yep, we sure uh, did. Big Ear NYC, whose pledge music campaign is still going. Uh-huh. And after we did that, I was thinking about it. I was like, like, let's just put our money where our mouths are. Like We're talking about how good these pedals are. Uh-huh. So I'll, I'm going to buy one.
0: So, we're um, putting your money where we're putting our, We're putting my our, Craigslist
1: money where our mouths are. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw up a poll after this episode drops. And basically, what we're going to do is I'm going to let you guys pick what pledge music, uh, pedal I buy from, uh, Big Ear NYC. Uh, so I've got a couple I'm leaning towards. Um, the only limitation I'm going to put on is I'm going to cap it at 175 There's a couple pedals at the $200 mark. Um, but basically, like anything you guys, uh, Want to vote for that's at the one hundred and seventy-five or one hundred and fifty dollar mark? Sure, vote for it, and um you know, after some predetermined length of time or some length of time that I haven't figured out yet, uh, I'll order it, and we'll get we'll make a video, and we'll
0: do some other stuff. Yeah, we'll do some uh, some fancy fancy pants stuff. Yeah, uh surrounding whatever fun. pedal shows up. I think you should get the uh the wood cutter, and you should release your current rat. Back into the uh back into the wild. Back into the wild, back into the the, the uh brother and sisterhood of the traveling rat. Oh my club. gosh. Because that's you know, it's technically not your rat. It's technically not the rat of the person that you took it from <laughs> and the person who originally owned it. Well, tec- Who knows if technically we'll it, it was an abandoned rat, so it's kind of
1: right. like, like a rescue
0: pet. It is a rescue animal. I rescued it. You did. But <sighs> I'm saying you should release it back into the wild. Oh I gosh. don't know how you'd go about doing that. Maybe you could, and maybe that could be a uh, a podcast prize. It could be. That could That'd be a be thing. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. Well you, have to think about that. You, I, you get yourself a woodcutter. I
1: have a really deep personal connection to that pedal. I, I, that's going to be hard. <laughs> We'll have to think about that. We're gonna have to make like a big contest, a big contest, like a like something big. Okay. Anyway, um, so (laughs) so after uh, episode thirty four drop, we also uh, got some correspondence from uh, Big Ear, just some corrections. So I wanted to go through those. uh,
0: Big surprise, we screwed stuff up.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: (laughs) So before,
1: first of all, that one is a long story, but uh, so I'll do the short stuff first. Uh, Ryan said the shaka was silicone based. It's not, it's LED based. Sorry, guys. Um, the other thing was that well, I said that the pedals were more expensive on Pledge Music, and that's actually not true. Um, the standard three knob pedals are $165 plus $10 shipping, uh, on the Big Ear New York City, Big Year NYC, uh uh-huh. uh, website. But on the Pledge Music site, um, the Frank and the are one hundred and fifty dollars, including shipping plus swag. Nice. So they are, if you inc- consider the shipping plus this, sw- just the shipping by themselves, they're twenty five dollars cheaper. Yeah, that's a great deal. Um, the uh, the uh, Frank I think is also, or the Frank is twenty five dollars cheaper. The Z- the Delay isn't even on the uh, is only on the Pledge
0: Music site right that's not even available yet
1: um, I'm not sure the Loaf and Woodcutter are also both 175 uh free shipping on the Pledge Music I'm not sure what they are on the um, regular website they might be 165 on the regular website so it might be Basically the same price that you would pay, right? But you you are not the point is you're not paying more money to do the pledge music. You're actually going to be playing paying the same, or actually like significantly less. Yeah, totally. Um, so the last thing is, uh, I didn't really know what the the skinny was on the woodcutter story. Uh huh. I had like a general idea. Well, first thing is, um, we were corrected. The woodcutter is the only uh pedal that they make that's based off of another pedal.
0: Right. All their other pedals are original designs. Right. Which is really unique for uh, a custom builder or for like a small boutique pedal manufacturer. Like most, most of them all have Tube Screamer clones. Yeah. They'll have a Klon clone. They all have, you know, a Big Muff clone. They all have these clones. But this, you know, Big Ear has... A majority of original circuits which is really interesting
1: yeah um so i was correct so the old Proco rat pedals had stickers on the inside that they meant something but i didn't know what it was so sure. what it was is um they had these different stickers on them that would uh identify who the builder was right in case they got sent back when they opened it up at Proco, they would say like oh this guy built it so woodcutter um, was one of the employees who apparently had a side job as a woodcutter. Uh-huh. Um, he, The reputation of the story is like that he built like the most vibey. Uh, that's the word that Big Ear used, uh, the vibey rat pedals. And of course, like this doesn't make sense. Because all of the builders were b- pulling from the same batch of parts. Right.
0: They all had that, the same bins in yeah, front of them. But
1: somehow, Woodcutter got the reputation for making the best rats. Huh.
0: Um, he had that secret mojo sauce in his hands.
1: Yeah. So the Big Year NYC Woodcutter is based off of the uh, owner's personal 88 rat, 1988 rat, which was made by Woodcutter and uh he actually found this pedal after years of hunting for the perfect rat he he has owned over a well over a dozen rats and uh has no trouble like saying that the woodcutter is based on one of the best rats that he feels like that he's ever owned sure that was probably one of the best ever made of course that's his opinion but I think if, you know, you've owned over a dozen, like you are in a position to make that claim. Totally.
0: Oh, you know, there's there's always room for personal preference. Like it might be that that specific model or rat jives the best with the kinds of guitars and amps he sure. prefers. And then maybe something else would work better for someone else. But if you are looking for, you know, a woodcutter cutter rat, then this guy has dedicated himself to reproducing that. So why wouldn't you go with what he's doing?
1: Yeah, so they actually went through and I guess uh they took the values of each component, uh accounted for drift. So it sounds like they may have even um like measured every component. Yeah. Um and then built this thing. So it's not just spec to be a vintage rat; right. like it's, it's not, he, actually like designed yeah. after like an act like a Functional rat, a right. 30-year-old rat.
0: Because anyone could go in there and read the uh, the values on right. the components and be like, oh, well, that's that component. I'll just order what's available that's comparable to that. But then you sometimes, you know, there's variation within components that have changed since, uh, you know, the way they were manufactured a few decades ago. So it sounds like he was more measuring what things were actually doing instead of just taking the labeling on the components for the word yeah so
1: um so again like this is a black pedal it's a matte black finish uh-huh. kind of like in the classic uh rat vibe um but it's a smaller box it has the re- uh reverse tone pot just like the rat does uh-huh and uh you know it's named after woodcutter who apparently he actually passed away a few years ago oh. uh, a while ago um, but you know, it's, it's a super cool pedal. So as kind of like, you know, we, I've talked about rats a lot on this, uh, podcast, not just, you know, in general. And, uh, so I'm personally leaning towards the woodcutter, but I've also got a part of me that's leaning towards the, uh, the, the, delay.
0: Do you need another delay?
1: I'm, you know, I'm putting the second board together, so I, I need something up, but I kind of want to put an Ibanez ES2 on that board.
0: Is that one of those delays with the sliders? It is the delay oh, with the man, slider. Those are funky looking. Uh,
1: it's kind of a lot bigger than I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but I've decided like I'm gonna build the Gorm board, the IKEA Gorm I'm yeah. showing you. Just uh, you can buy these shelving units at IKEA for like ten dollars for I think two of them. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And one of the guys in in one of the groups I'm in built one recently, and I said, "Well, you know." My only issue with it is it's like a PT two sized platform and I don't want something that big. I want something like a junior size and he's like, Oh, it's easy. Like just measure it, uh, pull the nails off of where the one leg is. Yep. Cut, cut where you measured and nail the leg back into, in that spot. So, um, I don't know when I'm going to do that, but it's a definitely a pro it's on my project list. Totally. See how that
0: goes. A lot of people make those really successfully. They look yeah. really sharp. Yeah. I don't know what you do to case them, but for like a board to, you know, stage everything at your house, they look awesome.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm thinking about. Like I said, it's it's kind of a backup board or like a small, I'm thinking about like as a smaller board just uh-huh. to put the pedals I have laying around on. Totally. Um, But that's, I've got a bunch oh. of Velcro. I can Velcro it up. Uh, I'll figure out something for lacquer or paint or whatever. Yeah.
0: If you need the soft side velcro, I have a ton of that laying around. Uh, I think I've got a ton of that stuff. Okay. I probably have more than I need. Gotcha.
1: Um, but I'll figure it out. But I'm looking forward to that. Um, worst come to worst, like I'll try to do like an exact like a something that'll fit into si- inside. <laughs> <laughs> the beer's working. Uh, I'll try to. Uh, measure it out so it fits inside one of the existing pedal train cases and just order ah, one of
0: those. Gotcha. Or a suitcase from Goodwill. Yeah. If you find a suitcase big enough or a
1: suitcase small enough, that's true too. There's some big suitcases. Oh, I, out there. Actually, it might be harder because I'll probably be looking for a
0: smaller one. Um, Here's what you should do. You should build this uh, $20 Ikea board and, and then you should have Daniel Tayek at Salvage Custom build you a three hundred dollar box for it that's to go the, inside of.
1: That's the dumbest idea. <laughs> or the best. <laughs> what if you showed up with an with like a salvage custom pedal board case? Uh-huh. But then you've got this ten dollar
0: IKEA board inside of it. Oh man. Wouldn't it be great if there was secretly a guitarist hiding inside of IKEA designing this stuff? Like, oh, I'm gonna design design this shelf because I know it's going to make a great pedal board and we're going to sell a ton of these and I'm going to be like super successful. Would the he be in a
1: Swedish death metal band?
0: Probably. Awesome. And then he's just waiting for an excuse to design some kind of box that'll make a perfect like cover for it.
1: You know what actually might make a, the perfect case for this is uh, an old laptop. Uh, I don't know if it would be thick enough.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: I don't but know. I was thinking like maybe a laptop bag if you cut out all the walls and just left the outer shell but then you
0: want to have any padding. Yeah, I don't know about that. I lean towards hard cases too. Yeah. I'm not big on the soft case thing.
1: Well, it's not like I said, this is a this is something that I literally just thought started thinking about in the last like 10 days. Uh-huh. So like thinking
0: hard about. So speaking of things that are outside of the music industry that are being used by guitarists. Yeah. Uh, have you seen Every, all the pictures people are doing where they're going and getting pinstriping tape from auto supply stores. And, I wanted to talk about and that. Putting actually, binding on their guitars with these like sticker tape. I don't know if this is the greatest idea ever or the dumbest. Here's here's where I'm going to decide when you see this stuff. Uh, you know, a year down the road, how it's held up on the guitars, but literally, like on one of the groups that we're on, I don't think there's a single person on there who hasn't done it yet. This, I haven't done it. Okay. Neither of us have done it, but it's like but I know what you mean. There's been like thirty people in the last two days who have done it.
1: It's it's crazy, and it's just is it just like a sticker? Yeah, it's
0: just tape. Right. So I, I don't know how robust it is. I don't know what the what the glue is like. Uh, but it
1: sounds like that stuff is dirt cheap. So and it sounds like it's really easy to do.
0: So once it starts to peel, you just go do it, do it, again. it again. Or cha- you change the color for a different look or something.
1: Some of the guys are complaining that they can only find white. Oh,
0: that's a big problem. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's other
1: colors available, yeah, but...
0: Maybe they should try um, shopping on the internet instead of going to an auto parts store.
1: Well, it's automotive pinstriping, right? So you got to yeah. get it from an I auto uh, parts store, you know, I
0: guess. O'Reilly's has to have a website.
1: Oh, 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 O'Reilly's! I miss
0: Kragan. I, re- I wish it was Do you remember what the Kragan jingle was? Uh in, we sell parts Is for that, cars. Was that really the jingle? <laughs> no, I just made that up. Uh, you're a terrible person. <laughs> but that's a that's a thing that's been blowing up right now and I I made a joke earlier that uh you know all the auto parts stores in America are selling out of this tape, and they have no idea why. <laughs> like, this stuff normally sell, sits on the shelf for a month at a time, and right now they're just completely out of it. Cause every it's, it's the other craziest guita- thing. Every other guitarist in America is going out and buying this tape. And soon you're going to see the black stuff, because it's harder to get up on oh eBay for $50 when you could normally get it for $3. <laughs> in
1: 10 years. vintage o'reilly pinstriping tape three (laughs) hundred dollars
0: just like they used to use in the mid 2010s (laughs) oh man guitarists are ridiculous and we're part of the problem i mean it's kind of a genius idea oh totally um
1: and i'm sure like actually with how good are you at drawing straight lines
0: um, I'm all right. If you give me a ruler, but if it's tape, it's the sort of thing that that's going to be easy to correct it. Well, I'm just thinking like,
1: what if you just use, you've got those paint pens. What if you just paint oh, pen?
0: I could do that. Pinstri- or uh, binding. The, the correct thing to do would be to use uh, a pen striping tape and do an outline and then right. like use either a paint pen or a spray to achieve a fake binding. Uh, and you know, you mask it off and do it that way, but I'm not going to try to do a fake pinstripe on anything. Oh, I know I'm boring. (laughs) I'm a boring old man. All right. Should we, uh, should we move on to ads? Heck yes. (laughs) I think this has been the longest intro we've done. It's all right. We had a lot to cover. So, uh, look for
1: that poll on Monday. Uh, look for this poll once the podcast drops. Oh, totally We're gonna do some big, big year. We're going to get, get, do a little interactive yeah. purchasing,
0: do some big decisions. Oh, and if you're not on the Facebook group, uh, join the Facebook group. I I think we have more people listening to the podcast than are active on the Facebook group. Obviously that's definitely true. Uh, so come join the club, uh, you know, talk to us. Share with us. Be part of our our little family there on the internet.
1: Add to our uh, knowledge because we're stupid. Oh, we're
0: dumb. We're the dumbest. (laughs) I don't know why you guys are listening to a bunch of dummies Uh (laughs) on a podcast. All right. uh, You want to hit that ad from Luke first? Yeah. We got this from Luke Mundy. Uh, It's in
1: the Kerman slash Fresno, California area. $800. Guitars, amp, and bass guitar for sale. Um. I'm selling two electric guitars, a small amp, and a bass guitar. There's no picture of the bass guitar in this. Uh, yeah. Um. So no idea what that is. But the guitars are like a Squire Fender or a Squire Stratocaster. I think it's an Affinity model. Yeah,
0: it's got that big headstock.
1: Um, it looks like an SG Special Epiphone SG Special. Yeah, one of
0: the 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 cheap ones with two knobs. Uh, it doesn't have the wraparound bridge, though. It has the the two nomadic, and then the right. Piece. But well,
1: the junior has the wraparound. The the, uh, the, the special. special has the the tailpiece. Yeah, but it's a bolt on uh, neck. But it's bolt on neck. Yeah. So I'm selling two electric guitars, a small amp. It doesn't show a picture of the amp, and a bass guitar. All need to go. The red guitar was given to me from the brother of the bass player. Uh, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Is it uh, Shai Cheng? Sure. Rest in peace of the rock band Deftones.
0: I like the attitude that you read "Rest in Peace" with, like "Rest in Peace."
1: Yeah, <laughs> I got that from uh, I got that from Speak. Uh, uh, that song sometimes. No idea. Cool. Rest in peace. Okay. You don't, Let's... dude. You know, you were the one
0: that showed me that song. Are you sure?
1: Sometimes. Oh, that song.
0: Yeah people make a war we'll post that don't know if we remember if we remember we'll post that video to the facebook group i hope it's still on youtube yeah it's gotta be nothing nothing leaves the internet
1: uh message me if interested thanks so this is uh this is like at least what's pictured i mean if these two guitars is like 150 dollars of guitars
0: uh, maybe 200 if you're really pushing it. Yeah, if you get lucky. I mean, that's got to be a really good bass for this stuff to be worth $800. $800.
1: This guy kind of threw in this, like, the brother of the bass player. I got a guitar from the brother of the bass player from the Deftones. Right.
0: Like, I'm not sure if you had a guitar from Jimi Hendrix's brother, if that would be worth any more than anything. Probably
1: not. Probably I mean, may not.
0: It, It'd be a great story. You were like, "Oh yeah, Jimi Hendrix's brother, best friends with him, but never no, really hung out with Jimmy." But it wouldn't it be.
1: It wouldn't be a guitar from Jimi Hendrix's brother. It would be a bass from Jimi Hendrix's brother. Did he have a brother who played bass? No, no. Be, my point is that this is from the bass players. It's a oh. guitar from the bass player's brother. Gotcha, gotcha. So if it was Jimi Hendrix's brother, since Jimi Hendrix played guitar, it would have to be a bass from his brother, right? I mean, this is just weird. It's like, oh. Uh, I got like the implication is, well, maybe this guy from the Deftones played this guitar, but he's known as a bass player. Yeah, it's like
0: this. It's, hey, it's I really... got this
1: flute from Elton John's brother. <laughs> Who cares?
0: <laughs> it's this really thin, uh, link to austerity with these guitars, and it's like, yeah, uh, this uh... these aren't great guitars. They don't really have anything to do with the Deftones, yeah, other the, than the
1: title of this um, email that we got from Luke was Deftones by Proxy. Yeah, and after I read it, I mean, it's it's a semi-direct connection, but all it made me think of was Spaceballs. Um, right, um, right. I'm your father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate, and what does that make us? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Which is what you're gonna be when I'm through with you. Oh
0: man, Full why folk. did I go British on Rick Moranis? No idea. <laughs> all right. I was uh, doing a really good Rick Moranis impression, imperson- like a few weeks ago. I'm not even gonna try to do it now because I don't remember what I was doing. All but right. my wife claims that it was fine. It was oh, you know, but he was—he
1: was wearing. He had his mask down, the Darth helmet mask. Yeah, but he still
0: the, didn't speak in a British accent.
1: No, it wasn't British,
0: but it was at least like a
1: deep throaty voice. It wasn't yeah, like well, the you Rick didn't Moranis was. I know. <laughs>
0: Uh, (laughs) you got the next ad? yeah i'll take the next ad. uh this is for an apple computer this was this ad was sent to us by tim belint uh it's from it's in fresno and it's six hundred dollars great brand new condition newest pro tool software with registration card and key uh no interface included originally set up for recording $10,000 $10,000 worth of plugins in it. You can access just about any amp, vocal sound, guitar sound, awesome MIDI drum program, you name it. It's there. Compressors, ambient effects, this computer was put together at a multi-million dollar recording studio in LA, assembled by a Grammy award-winning recording engineer using the studio's extensive collection of master effects, plugins, and compressors, just about everything the studio had to offer. You will not find a better price for a music recording computer, not even brand new. The plugins alone make this com- computer very special for just about anything. It comes with brand new flat screen monitor and a brand new keyboard keyboard reply to Roger uh and then there's uh you know contact information uh it's you know this is actually a musical device it's a computer sure uh it for it's odd to me that he doesn't list the model of the computer I this think th- could be a G5 this could be a G4
1: this could be a G this could be an iMac first generation yeah
0: this could be you know, a, a brand new iMac. This could be a brand new... It does
1: say it's brand new, and it does say it's the newest it Pro tool. It says Tools. brand
0: new condition. Uh,
1: so You think that means it's old, but it's just been in a studio the whole time, yeah, so it's still minty? Yeah.
0: I, I was in a, re, in a studio recording with my band a few months ago, and I'm probably going to be back there soon. And... Uh, the way studios use those computers is they lock them into like a soundproof case. That's like air conditioned. Right. And so these things don't see dust. They don't see even the light of day. They sit in dark little box. So it could be like just completely pristine, but for $600 with all those plugins, it probably is worth it because those things are actually really expensive. All the little software bits and all the little emulators of rack equipment and stuff like that, especially if there's like as many as this guy's talking about, that stuff adds up real quick. And uh, from what I hear from my, uh, my studio tech friends, they're pretty hard to crack now, too. So yeah, it's really uh if you're if you're looking for this sort of thing, this is probably a really good deal. I wonder if you could even buy this computer and then transfer that software over to a new computer. That might be hard. It might be all locked in with like a like a code or something like that. But yeah, I think I think Tim sent this to us, you know, scratching his head wondering if this is something that's worth it and if you're a recording type of person, it probably is depending on what the actual hardware of the computer is. Uh, like I said, if it's you know like a G4 or something it might not be worth it if it's uh, a newer Apple computer, then maybe it is I don't know. So uh, I guess we'll move on to the next ad. Steve was just up getting us another beer. Yeah, you that know we've Jimmy Junior sent us. We've always
1: joked about like not having producers and like you know oh producer Gary. But if we had a producer for real, like I think they would just spend most of their time. Getting us
0: beverages and things. <laughs> They'd really be more like, of a bartender. Huh? I'm really thirsty. I need some water. <laughs> yeah, we'd be making hand motions like, oh, I'm thirsty. We're pointing at our throat. Yeah. Do you do a hard pour on this or just do a uh, regular no, pour? No, do a regular pour. Okay, so uh, this is the Founders Brewing Company uh, Imperial Stout. So this is going to wreck our tongues and it's going to take about no. a week for us to heal to hit the next one.
1: This says that it's uh, 90
0: IBUs whoa that's pretty intense this thing looks as thick as maple syrup yeah the head on this is like darker than most beers <laughs> no for sure this looks legit. That's ridiculous what's the what's the abv on this you don't want to know if you Oh, it's 10 and a half yeah oh man a good thing i'm already home because i'm not driving anywhere for I, a while
1: i actually thought about i've got a beer at home it's a black ale uh-huh um, it's called Labyrinth. I Offhand, I can't remember who makes it. Um, but I thought about bringing that guy over. I've, I think the bottle I have is a wine bottle. Uh-huh. Uh, the 750. And um, I believe it's 13.4%. Sheesh. So it's basically beer wine. Yeah, no kidding.
0: Uh, we, so yeah, we, pretty- we need to get... Like lined up with a local brewer who also plays guitar and have him as a guest.
1: We need to get lined up with a local brewer who also plays guitar
0: who wants to sponsor our podcast. Yes. (sighs) Good sneeze. Excuse me. Thanks. (laughs) If you guys know anyone who fits that description, send them our way. We want to be best friends. Word up. (laughs) All right, Steve, you want to hit that other ad that you got? Uh,
1: Yeah, I got this other ad. um, If you have small children, cover their ears. Uh
0: Uh-oh. BC
1: Rich Mockingbird, bad ass. Whoa, you said the ass word, Steve. $600, (laughs) Oceanside. (laughs) See through green acrylic Mockingbird, heavy. Plays and sounds incredible. Main condition, beautiful, unique. $600 cash. Call Mark at contact info. Um so these are these are really like neat guitars from like 10 years ago. They, yeah. They had green and I remember green and red. I think
0: more like 13 years ago, 14 was years ago. Was it that ago. long ago? Yeah, they those were out on the shelf when I was first like able to drive around and shop for guitars. Right. I don't know when they started. I just remember seeing them. Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, it was a late '90s, early 2000s sort of thing. Sure, uh, green. Like I said, green. I remember red. Did they, did they do a straight clear? I yeah, they did. I think it was just green, red, and clear. I don't think they had any other colors. But this was a if if you haven't seen these, we'll we'll be posting a picture on the Facebook group. Please go there and check it out. Uh, I usually post the ads underneath the same post as comments in the same post as when we post a link to the episode. Right. Um it is it's a lucite guitar or an acrylic guitar depending on who you're talking to which means that it's clear plastic. These things weigh a freaking ton. Yeah. Uh and They're they, really cool looking. They're awesome looking. I've always wanted to get a lucite guitar and do like mount LEDs in the back yeah. of it and have it like glow on stage. Uh Have you have you seen
1: um I can't remember who the guy is, but have you seen the guy that has a Lucite guitar that's hollowed out and he has like a fish fish tank yeah, inside it? Yeah, I have seen
0: that. And they they reproduce that for uh White Gold for the milk commercials yeah. with the uh, the 10-gallon axe. Yeah. Uh there it's a gimmick. There's oh, sure. there is no uh resonant quality to acrylic that you want in a guitar. It is just a heavy brick of plastic. That doesn't resonate, and it doesn't give you sustain the way it, like a heavy wood break- would. Wood, wood. wood, wood? <laughs> I'm gonna um, throw this
1: out there though. With this type of thing, granted, it's heavy, so maybe you just don't want to deal with it. But I'm thinking, like, if you dropped a pair of like hot EMGs in it, uh huh,
0: it would actually. I mean, who cares about what? You no, mount that's that true. It? EMGs. Cares? if you're if you're doing a high gain kind of shreddy sort of thing. It doesn't matter what it's mounted to, but I'm saying like this is less resonant than even if you mounted it, it had a guitar completely made out of like steel, right? Like it is, it is dense. It is heavy and it doesn't give you anything as far as the musical quality, but it looks bitchin. Uh, and, uh, maybe, you know, sometimes that's all you need, but I don't think it's worth $600. It's not. Uh, I I remember in the last days of these being out on the shelf at like guitar centers and stuff, they were trying to move them at 250. I don't know what they move for on eBay right now.
1: uh, After we had this ad, actually after I found this ad, um, I looked it up and these guitars are going for like in the two to $300 range. Yeah. That sounds most of the time.
0: I mean, there are acrylic guitars that are worth money like the 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 vintage Dan Armstrongs yeah. are worth money and I'm not sure why those were worth money like a collectible because thing because they're original they're original and in turn
1: I think the arm the uh they're really classy looking the uh well they they were also doing unique things with like pickup swapping Yeah.
0: they did uh, have really neat pickups so in I'm turn I'm sure the necks are great uh you know uh Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters played Dan Armstrong yeah. for a while and in
1: turn, like the the Ampeg reissues of those guitars have like have an okay value to them. I mean, they're newer, so they're not sure. gonna have like that vintage thing going on sure. surrounding them. Um, I just think I think part of the reason too is because the Dan Armstrong uh, guitars were probably like really well made, whereas. The companies that are doing Lucite guitars right now are like Silvertone, yeah. They're all and Stag, and like these companies that are either basically taking their lowest end model, like even in the case of this BC Rich, yeah, they're probably just it's probably basically a bronze or maybe
0: uh, whatever like the next series up is. I mean, you get for them, you get these necks that are not shaped well. They have the sharp frets. They're, you know, they've got, they slap the cheap pickups in there. Right. These aren't quality instruments. It's a novelty. Yeah. You're
1: just not getting the same level. It's the same thing, you know, with any kind of wood you think about, you know, what's the difference between, uh, Michael Kelly guitars, putting out a spalted maple top versus like some boutique dealer putting on a spalted maple top. The difference is one of them is made in Korea and yeah, you know, it's not handmade. It's done on a machine, and the quality control isn't as high. And the pickups are Rockfields versus, like, say,
0: uh, Porters or you know, some high-end pickup brand. Right. I've always wanted to pick up uh, just a Lucite body off right. of eBay because they sell those on there. Not as much as they used to. A couple of years ago, there was a ton of them out there. I always wanted to pick up like a Strat body or like a Flying V. And do the LED thing that I was talking about and put a really good neck on there and put the pickups I want on there and a really good bridge and have like this really awesome looking stage guitar.
1: Yeah. That actually
0: plays you know, plays as well as it can, considering the materials. Well, there's a couple different angles you could take too, like with the strat. Now
1: what I would want to do with something like that is just go with like a Tupperware pick guard. Totally. Something that would just all clear. But And I guess even if you did that, you could still get away with this if you did the mounting right. Not opaque. Is trans, you, translucent. Trans, trans, transparent.
0: I'd go with translucent. I don't want to break it up a little bit. Uh, I, I mess that up. I don't know why. I would go like full transparent, man. Sure, sure. Let the guts shine. Let, make it look like one of those telephones from the 90s where you could see all the oh, wires yeah. inside yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I was like, <laughs> tel- you mean like a phone booth?
0: No. Um
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah something like that um, and the other thing is I wonder, I guess with the pit guard in place, like you can just take all of that space underneath the pit guard and and just gut it get oh, rid of sure. it just reduce, just go sw- swimming pool route and then go beyond that actually uh-huh, and just because especially with a strat because all the hardware um is mounted to the pit guard, yeah, you can just gut it all totally you can gut the body. As much as you want, as long as it's under the pit guard.
0: Yeah, get some of the weight out of there. Yeah, it would be a cool thing to attack it with a drill and put a bunch of uh, holes in it. I wonder if you attacked it with a drill, if it would just like how heat resistance is that.
1: You might need to squirt some water in there when you're doing that. I mean, I guess maybe with a drill it wouldn't be too bad. I'm thinking like if you were using like a Dremel to like route or like
0: do the lines, sure. like a Dremel sander. There's all kinds of neat things. I imagine you could do with those, but it's probably a lot harder than we think it is. And like we said, those guitars are heavy as bricks. So yeah, all I'm right. probably never going to get around to doing that kind of project, but whatever. Yeah. You want to hit the last ad? Oh, uh, was that my that's ad? that's your ad. That's sir. my ad. Uh This came up a few weeks ago and I, I printed it out and we just never got to it. Uh It's, just really interesting to me. I wish I kind of wish I had written this guy just to get the full story. It's a you know the the photos show this, you know, MIJ import uh 60s guitar that's really funky and the description is really what I'm interested in. It says there's a guitar builder here in San Diego who takes old MIJ guitars and makes them super sweet. Hand rewound pickups, new cloth, electronic wiring, truss rod installed in the neck with new tuning gear, put at the base, special locking tuners, and probably most importantly is had a fret job. Guy does great work. The fret job is perfect. Plays awesome. Looks awesome. Sounds awesome. Those pickups sound insanely good. Do you think Guy is like he's just throwing it out as a generic like this guy? Or do you think the guy's name is Guy? I don't know. It could be Guy, but... uh, I I wish I'd contacted him and asked him who this person was so I could talk to that person and maybe get his full story. But it sounds like they you know they've taken these guitars that are known for being very funky and kind of on the edge of unplayable, yeah. But having lots of mojo, and he's done a full rework on them to make them modern playing guitars, like completely new frets. Like I can see in the picture. That it looks like it's got medium jumbo frets on it. Right. Uh, he's rewound the pickups. He's probably wax potted them so they're not microphonic like you would normally get from one of these import guitars. Uh, you know, completely rewired this thing so the switches actually work and the pots actually work. And it just sounds like a really neat thing. I wish I knew how much they had wanted for this guitar because he just marked it as like make an offer.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of thought put into this because a lot of times. These types of guitars, where they have these like uh, random, there's a random four way switch on it. There's a a random two, you know, random two position switch on it. Where a lot of times, like the purpose of those uh, get lost to time. Yep. And unless you have an intact, unmodified model,
0: you don't know what that is, what that means, sure, what these do. You got to kind of Uh, reverse engineer it and figure out what is actually going on with these things but it's it's crazy to me that he installed a new truss rod on this thing, too. That's a major oh, operation yeah. on a neck that involves ungluing the f- actual fretboard to get under the fretboard to where the truss is to put in a new truss like it's This is a crazy thing. I wish I had more information on yeah. it yeah so it's it's wild to me that someone out there is doing this making w- these funky old guitars modern players. you know I
1: wonder if you took this to like. Blue guitar or like Repair Zone or Top Gear, like one of these places that's like kind of known for uh-huh. their repair work. If they would know
0: who this is, they probably would. They probably work with the guy. Um, yeah, I could probably write them and figure it out. I should see if that ad is still up.
1: Might it's, be. It's, it's prob- such a
0: weird guitar, it's so weird. And the weird. guy's
1: asking for a trade.
0: Yeah, what did he want? Um, I don't uh... remember. It just says trade. Oh, he at says the top. looking for drum symbols, drum hardware, sense amps, other guitars. So he's looking to to get a trade out of this. Yeah, that's interesting. Man, okay. <laughs> well, wh- what topic should we do? Because uh, we, we actually
1: ads. got a decent number of topics this week. Um, uh, we got a bunch of ads. We actually got a lot of stuff, but um. Well, we did the ads, dude. I am going through. I'm, I think I found the one. Oh, here we go. This is the one that I think I want to hit because it's timely. Uh-huh. We're only like we're literally in real time, only like a week behind the news cycle on this, which isn't bad. Oh, okay. I know uh, what you're this is talk from Paul. Uh, this is from Paul from South Haven, Mass. Math-
0: I'm a moron. Uh, try again, Steve. This thanks for the beer, Jimmy Jr. Uh,
1: well, it's <laughs> not that. It's that uh, this is Paul from South South Haven. Sounds like it should be in, like a town in Massachusetts. Sure, like that's a very Massachusetts name. It sounds like it should be, as Judge Ho- Judge Ho- Judge John Hodgman would say, <laughs> part of the Commonwealth. Sure, uh, but South Haven is in Mississippi. Okay. Um. So weekly topic question mark. This is from again from Paul. Hey, big fan of the podcast. Thanks, Paul. Uh, Was wondering what you thought about U2's newest album, specifically how it was released or given away to everyone. I know some people loved getting it. I'm a fan of theirs, so I was happy, but others were creeped, quote, creeped out by getting music from a band they didn't know. Thoughts? Um, P.S. I also need help deciding on my first electric build from scratch. I'm thinking some sort of Mustang meets Jazzmaster guitar, but I'm having trouble deciding as I've heard different opinions on each guitar's excuse me, each guitar's pickups and trim system. Thanks again and keep the podcast coming. Actually let's hit the second part first. Let's answer but all of this. Sure, sure. I think the U two topic between the two of us is actually going to be the longer. Yeah, totally. Um because I think both of us have decently strong opinions on this. Sure, sure. Um so he's thinking Mustang meets Jazz Master, but he's having trouble deciding on e- because of the different opinions on the guitars' pickups and trem system. So for me, if I was putting this together, I haven't used. I've have very little experience. I think I've used like once or twice, like the Jazzmaster uh-huh. trem system, but I've used it on a ja- Jaguar. Right, right, Jaguar. It's the same thing. Um, and then the Mustang pickups are just basically single coils. Yeah. Uh, the Jazzmaster pickups are are kind of unique.
0: Um but must, Mustang pickups they're single coils but they're a little bit more uh, clankier more like a duosonic. Sonic. Right. It's not like a Strat, you know, like a like a like hot kind of single coil. Sure. Or Telecaster super twangy. Uh Mustang pickups are kind of got this clanky thing. I don't know how else to ex- describe it. Yeah. Um which is which can be pleasant if you if that's what you like. You now
1: know? I have used the Mustang Trim system. Because it's on your because it's on the Jagstain. It's on your stand. Don't do it. Yeah. That's all I can say.
0: I have never heard anyone say I love my Mustang Tremolo.
1: There's a lot of range on it and it's cool for certain things, but like Say goodbye to your tuning. It's very unstable. Yeah. Um to the extent more like I have actually had instances where i think i've pulled that thing out of tune just by bending strings totally like where if i did like a deep bend on a d and i'm talking about like a a note and a half bend like a really deep bend
0: it's a really it won't go back in tune it's a really weird and frankly poor design from fender the people who play mustangs exclusively often do modifications where they tighten that thing all the way down so it doesn't move at all and use it as basically as a stop tail. Yeah. Uh, there's
1: ways to work around it, but, I mean, ultimately, yeah. there's only two. The springs are beefy, but there's only two of them. So, you, you know, yeah. you, it's not like a strat where, like, m- my strats all have five springs on it because I don't want that trim to move. Sure. But, like, if you want, like, a ton of flexibility, you can put as few as one spring on a strat claw. Sure. If you want no flexibility, you want to like fight that thing, you can put 5. I
0: usually do 3. 3 well, is,
1: most I think 3
0: is standard. 3 is my but, thing if I if I want to move up to heavier strings. Sometimes I'll do 4, but Right. Usually like if 3. You is have my that thing.
1: flexibility with the Mustang like you're stuck and again like I said like it's just not a particularly stable system. Yeah.
0: The Jaguar or Jazzmaster kind of setup It is also funky. It also has its issues, but it's more well-loved. It's As far as the design goes, it's better than the Mustang. I had a Jaguar for a while that I was fixing up and doing things with. Uh, I mentioned before I play in a surf band, so Jaguars are kind of a staple of that genre. So I was exploring whether or not I wanted to be a Jaguar guy, and I decided I did not. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. The, here, here's my issues with the Jaguar Tremolo system. The trim arm, because the, the Tremolo is way behind the bridge, the trim arm is very long. So you, as soon as you let go of it, it's always going to hang down from the guitar. <laughs> it's not going to be like a Strat where you could have it hanging up by your hand if you right. have it tightened the right way. Uh, So you're always going to be doing this big reach down to grab the bar.
1: I thought that thing, it doesn't lock?
0: No. Oh. The, there's new versions done by third parties. Like uh, Mastery is very popular right now for their aftermarket uh, Jaguar and Jazzmaster parts. Right. And you can do things to tighten down the arm so it doesn't move around as much. And their bridges are much better. Uh, The issues with the Jazzmaster and Jaguar bridges... Is that there's a lot of screw little screws involved that aren't uh especially tight in the in the bridge saddle pieces. And so with just the natural vibration of your strings, you can actually start to lose your action mid-song because all of a sudden those screws will start loosening. Weird. And so there's a people who love these guitars. Spend a lot of time finding their own mix of modifications for Jaguar and Jazzmaster bridges. They do things like put a little bit of like nail polish on the screws and the bridge saddles so right. that they don't move. Or they even use Loctite, which I don't recommend because it's hard to reverse. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there is different variations of Loctite. Some are softer. Some are like you are never going to move this again. Uh, also, there is two screws that the bridge rests on. And those can also do the same thing where they drop while you're playing. Well, it's
1: funny. Like, I've always heard that one of the most common modifications for the Jaguar is to put a Mustang bridge on That's it. That's true, too. Because like, uh, the Mustang has a very much, like, basically a
0: tom well, style bridge n- on it. It's not the bridge itself. It's the saddle pieces. Right. Because the, the saddle pieces on the Jaguar have, like, a dozen grooves in them each. Yeah. And so the string can pop out and move around, which is if you if you play heavy, that's not desirable no, if you, play, no. If, if you play light, it's fine uh the mustang saddle pieces have a single deep groove in them, and so the strings don't pop out as easily yeah um uh, it's here's what I would recommend before trying to build your project. go to a guitar shop, pick up these guitars and play around with them for you know. An hour each, at least. You know, Spend sure. some time with them. Ask If the guitars don't have the trim bar on them, ask a salesperson, hey, can I try this with a trim bar? If they don't have it, they're a crappy shop and you should go somewhere else.
1: It might be kind of neat to have like a Mustang-style
0: body, but with all Jazzmaster hardware on that it. That would be cool. Uh, if you're looking to spend money on your project uh, and you want more traditional stability out of your bridge and your tremolo, definitely look into Mastery everyone I've known who gets mastery parts like a bridge or a tremolo are in love with it oh yeah uh, they're much more solid and mu- a big improvement on the fender design but I've also heard people say that they're uh, that it changes the character of their Jaguar jazz master so it's, it's, Some, it's sometimes tough. it's tough to figure this out it's a big gray area of personal yeah. sometimes preference.
1: the things that people Perceive as flaws are the things that made them love that guitar in the first place.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Like there are a lot of people on the uh, on Jaguars and Jazzmasters because the tremolo is so far away from the bridge, they install a thing called a buzz stop, which is a bar that holds <laughs> the strings down, right. so that there's more tension against the the bridge, so that there's not this buzzing issue that can be common with it. And some people love that. Some people say that it kills the tone that they love in their instrument, and they'll just deal with the buzz because they prefer to have that sound. It is a very problematic setup. It's very personal. Uh, people spend a lot of time tweaking it the way they want it. So, uh, proceed with caution is what I say. For sure. Plan this out.
1: You know, it sounds like a pretty involved project. Yeah. So
0: uh but if you once you do it send us the pictures Oh absolutely it sounds us, really cool Let us know how it goes I'd love to see it uh we'll talk about it uh and uh love to see what you're working on So yeah. let's move on to the the UT yeah, part let's talk you
1: too So um yeah 2 released their album um I think it's called Songs of Innocence Yes called Songs of Innocence they released it through Apple uh, basically in conjunction with the iPhone 6 uh, press conference. What do they call those things where they get... They, it's uh, not a really a press
0: conference. I don't know. A product release or tech <sighs> summit or...
1: Yeah, there's a specific name for them. And like Apple used to be the best at them, but I heard this one was really bad.
0: I think there's a lot of technical issues with the web streaming of it.
1: Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I heard there was even issues like in the conference room. Oh really? And that basically Steve Jobs was rolling over in his grave, like at how botched it was. Well he's he's
0: a Buddhist, right? He's reincarnated somewhere, oh, okay. so he's not rolling in a Apparently, grave. Apparently
1: he wasn't reincarnated as an
0: Apple engineer. <laughs> uh, oh man, that's rough. Um, <laughs> well, you know, maybe he was, but he's not old enough yet to uh, to work at Apple. He's still a baby, Steve. That's true. You know, give give him twenty years, and then he'll be an Apple engineer again and be fixing it. (laughs) Oh my gosh! So so what's what's your take on this? Should should Um, we do your take first or my take first? Because I you kind of know what my take is. I don't know what. Let's talk about the music side first.
1: You you didn't listen to the album. I have
0: not listened to it. Do you still have it? Did you delete it? Uh, I haven't spent any energy thinking about it since so it's just there it's it's just just, there just been avoiding it yeah i have i've been avoiding it so i've listened to
1: it actually i've listened through it a few times Uh uh-huh i don't have anything to compare it to
0: sure oh you Um, don't have any other youtube
1: i don't own any youtube okay i'm not so it's actually funny my wife will pull this out like maybe in like 2003 i wrote on this is literally this is how old this is i'm thinking 2003 2004 it was on live journal of course Uh, And I wrote like, oh my gosh, I wrote something that was basically, uh, oh my gosh, U2 is so good. How have I never listened to this before? Uh Uh-huh. And of course, this is when, this was when U2 started really resonating with like young people again. And it was like all of like. The hip pastors, remember?
0: remember? It became a big thing in in the church crowd to be big on YouTube. Uh,
1: Ryan and I uh, used to go to this church as attenders, not like as full on like involved, but just as attenders. We would let's
0: let's be honest, we went there on Sunday nights to score chicks. Sure, that's fair. (laughs) I mean, whether that plan ever worked out or not, that's why we were. Uh, Basically, this was like a a
1: very large church that was people in their like early to mid twenties. It was a youth church. It was a it was a young. It was a college age church. uh, Two to three thousand people, all basically between the ages of twenty and thirty, and you know the pastor was really good. um, But people, a lot of people just went there because the music was really good. The music was really good. Or because, hello, college girls, and you're in college. Exactly. And if you're a Christian guy in college, you, of course you want to meet a Christian girl also in college so you can date and have Christian, marry and have Christian babies. Of
0: course. That's the way it works. <laughs> um, and get, get your milk from a Christian cow and everything. Yeah. Um, so I remember one
1: of the pastors there saying that he went to a U2 concert and then
0: again this is he didn't he didn't say this from the pulpit. He said this while we were hanging out yeah, with him. Yeah, we were just hanging out with at him. At like a party. This
1: was like an assistant pastor. This wasn't like yeah. the main guy, but he said like, "Oh, I went to the U2 concert at the sports arena or whatever, and it was the most spiritual experience of my life." <laughs> you always talk about this story. And I was like, and at that moment I was like, oh my gosh, U2 is a cult.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, he was, just, I remember he was also like trash talking Kings of Leon because they opened for them. Oh, really? And it was like, oh, I, I don't know why they were even there. They don't deserve to be opening for U2. <laughs> and it's like, dude, they're just bands. I'm, I think U2 probably selected them as the openers too. Yeah. So, th- I mean,
1: there's a lot of, uh, this was around the time, I don't know what, so- what album they were out, uh, had out, but it doesn't matter. Uh, but they were like super popular and I started listening to like their old, you know, their classic, like where are the streets have no name and whatever. Uh-huh. And I was super into delay. So I'm like, this music's super good. And that's fair. Sure, I, I think that's sure. fair to say. I think if you're into that sound, like U2 has a sound and they were the first, first ones to really do it and to do it right. Sure. And if you're into that sound, you're not going to find a band that does U2 better than U2. Sure. Sure. Um, so as I listen to the new album a ton of times, I don't hate it. I don't think it's like the greatest thing ever. Um, if it if I never heard it, I don't think my life would be less fulfilled. Um, the funny thing that's about this album is as I listen to it, I keep thinking, oh, I really liked this song when insert artist, like recent artist, here, right. you know, did it. I liked this song a lot better. I like the Phil Wickham version of this song a lot better. I like the the sure. Chris Tomlin or you know Jesus Culture. What like a lot of Christian bands are like. Oh, I like the Coldplay version of this. Like a lot of right, just right. a lot of bands that I just think like. Oh, this song sounds like this other song that came out a couple of years ago by this band. Not realizing like, as I'm saying this, I actually I realized this pretty quickly. But it, there's that moment where I'm like, the reason this U2 song sounds like all of these other people isn't because U2 is copying all these other bands. It's because all of these other bands have copied U2.
0: They're very influenced by U2. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, you know, is that good? Is that bad? I I don't know. Um, You know, that's a whole other discussion. This is a solid album. Uh, I think I don't see quite why people are going crazy about it. But again, I have no context for this uh, because I don't own any other U2 music Right. If this wasn't give, if this was well, I'll, I'll talk about this later. If this wasn't forced upon me, I definitely would not have listened to this as quickly.
0: Um, they so, held
1: you down and they
0: shoved it in your ears. So
1: I think really the the crux of this question has to do less with what the album sounds like. Again, I think it's a solid album. Um, I'm not blown away, but I'm also not like this is terrible. Right. Um. But I think this question had more to do with the
0: release method. Sure.
1: So... Uh, should
0: I talk about that? Sure. Okay. Here's here's my personal angle on this. I'm the kind of person where, like, there's a certain style of marketing... Where like if you're, if you're watching TV or you're listening to the radio and all of a sudden there's like a, a commercial for Disneyland on or something like that. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh, everyone loves Disneyland. You love Disneyland. We all love Disneyland. Oh, just come down to Disneyland. We're all going to have a great time because you love it so much. We're this, this, <laughs> this, this message of everyone loves this. How could anyone not love this? Right. Whenever that's pushed on me. Like in a marketing sense, the, you know, the, the dark little part of my heart that is punk rock pushes full strength against it. Right. And it's like, no, no, I don't like that. No, I don't have any interest in that. So when Apple goes out of its way to make sure every single person who has an Apple product. hundred million people. Has this on their device without, you know, like a decision. Without pursuing it? Because when I first heard, oh, they're going to be giving...
1: fourteenth of the world. Sheesh. Which doesn't sound like a lot until you consider that there are probably more... Like, more... 500 million people. Yeah. That's, that's more people than live... Like, every person in the United States and Canada and probably Mexico. Oh, totally. Like, that's basically what we're looking at
0: here. Continents of people. Yes. Uh... You know, more people than want it, basically. Uh, where I lost my train of thought.
1: You were talking about uh, how you hate when things are thrust upon
0: you. Yeah, I just, it, it, it causes me to just instinctually push against it and have a problem with it. Sure. Uh, I haven't listened to it, even though it's on my phone because my phone is set up to automatically download. Right. This stuff well, currently.
1: I also so as a small caveat, as we prepped for this episode, I repeatedly told Ryan, don't listen to this album. <laughs> like I know you're not interested in it, but I want you not right, to listen right. to this because I want your opinion to remain uh stable.
0: I mean trust me I'm not going to listen to it. I want your to opinion
1: to be virgin. I want a virgin opinion.
0: I still haven't listened to any Don't of have sex with Bono. any of their their albums from the last, you know, decade or so. I have their album War on Vinyl cuz I got it at a garage sale for $2. Right. Uh I uh, I enjoy their older music. I mean I'll listen to, you know, The Streets have no name all day long and that sounds great to me. The thing that bugs me about you too is the hype. Right. That turns me off, you know? But anytime someone says this is the greatest and there's there's no way of disputing this is the greatest, like I said, there's that thing inside me that pushes against that. Uh, So I think there's a certain percent of the population who's like me and when this thing was thrust upon us through our devices – we, uh, we push against it and we're not happy about it because it makes us feel like if we don't say something about it, then we're agreeing with the sentiment that everyone loves it and we want to say we're not yeah. part of that. So
1: <laughs> do we want to take this podcast to a really dark place? Oh, man, how dark are we talking?
0: Really? The darkest we've ever been. I, you can take it there. I'll sit on the sidelines and I'll let you know right. if I want to join in.
1: I'm going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to
0: get there eventually. We're not... It'll be a minute. Take it, Dark I will preface this.
1: Um, So, first of all, I agree. um, The idea that Apple is... So, my first take with this is, like, there's a lot of back and forth. And a lot of people are saying, like, why would you complain about free music? I love free music. Sure. I would have gotten this album... Had you know, if Apple would have just said, "Open your iTunes, go there." It says, "Click on the button that says free 'Free.' You'll get it." I would have gone, gone to get it. I'm not a big YouTube.
0: Excuse me, I'm not a big YouTube fan. Sure, I would have hunted it down. It's, I think it's let me, on. Sure, let me throw this in there. When I first heard about it, I was under the impression of like, "Oh, they're releasing it for free. Go on iTunes, and you can get it for free." At that moment, I was cool with it. I was like, "Oh, that's really neat. That's a neat way to release an album. Whatever." but then when it when it transitioned to oh you just have this on your phone that's when i had a problem with it exactly yeah so
1: um so yeah free music awesome apple giving you free music even better sure um the idea that like now i actually because i don't have auto download set on my phone because i don't have an i have an icloud account i don't use it I don't automatically download purchases. Though somehow I accidentally downloaded uh, Julie Andrews' Greatest Hits, which is something my <laughs> wife purchased. Uh, it's like Julie Andrews singing Disney tracks. Nice, nice. Um, but uh, like the whole idea of it auto downloading, I'm not a fan. Sure. Uh, and people are are saying like, oh well, this is just like when Radiohead did their free album. No, it's different.
0: Yeah, because you had of- to you had to go to a specific site and Pursue that. Exactly. First of all, U2
1: is not giving you free music. Apple paid a crap ton of money for this. Right. U2 is getting their money. Yeah. Apple paid an undisclosed amount in predetermined royalties for this album. Probably what they did is sat down and said, All right,
0: Bono. How many? I'm sure Apple took that tone with Bono. All Uh, right, Bono, if that is your name. Yeah. Why don't you take your sunglasses
1: off, Bono? (laughs) <laughs> um so whatever they sat, they sat down with these guys or they sat down with their management or whatever and uh-huh. they figured out like all right how many units do you think you will move of this album you know you think you're going to sell 12 million units at a dollar per or at you know five, we'll give you $5 per unit they they gave them an undisclosed amount the point is they got
0: paid uh-huh
1: now U two is saying that I think I know they took a large amount of that money from what I've read and that's all gone to charity, which is awesome. Sure. That's their jam.
0: That's been yeah. their jam forever. Yeah,
1: and you always have to respect u two if for nothing else you have to respect their humanitarian causes. Sure, sure. Even if you think their music sucks, even if you think like they're selfish or they're doing this right. for this. Even reason if you or hate the reason. marketing like me. Yeah. They they definitely have like a sense of altruism. That they have as uh, big bands, um, as a band with a lot of money and yeah. a lot of success, they've turned that into like a humanitarian cause. Absolutely. Um, that being said, so so Apple paid that. On top of that, they paid them or are, have set them up with a contract for up to upwards of a hundred million dollars worth of promotion, so music Sheesh. videos, commercials. Uh, you know, these different things, and all of this is was part of the iPhone 6 launch. Uh-huh. It was also part of, I guess, the 10 year anniversary of the iPod, or right. at least the 10 year anniversary of the U2 iPod, or something. Sure. Um, as an aside, the U2 iPod uh turned into mol- several years of ryan and former guest <laughs> adam Powell talking about the billy zane ipod oh, which came loaded with uh the phantom was it the phantom the, or the, the billy shadow zane
0: ipod came loaded with uh all the billy zane movies and over 1500 pictures of billy zane all right <laughs> That's the iPods that we had. We made this joke back the in the Billy day Zane iPod. before any of us had iPods or iPhones.
1: This was this was like probably shortly after Zoolander when Billy Zane became the guy to crap on. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, all of this, all of this. So moving forward, so a lot of people have said like, oh, it's free music. Why are you complaining about it? Or, you know, oh, so what? Like it's easy to get rid of. I don't. Is it easy? I don't know if it's easy. I haven't to rid tried. Of. Um. Hold on a second. Hey, hey, Megan, David, yeah. did you guys get the automatic YouTube download? No. Okay. The, the Bono one? Yeah. Oh, uh, no. Okay, so never mind. Uh, <laughs> so uh, our our future guest host has arrived. Yeah. Um, so they haven't gotten So next episode. Pe- people keep telling me it's easy to delete. I don't know if that's true because I haven't tried to delete it. I'm sure it is. Uh, all I know is Apple set up a website to tell you how to delete it. And there's like an app that you can download that will delete it for you. So, apparently, it's <laughs> not as a, easy as people are saying it is. need a
0: full app
1: to delete these now, songs? Now, this is where I'm going to get dark. Okay. Really dark. Really dark. Are we ready to go here? Okay, go go for people it, People keep saying, well, if it auto-downloaded, it's your own fault. How is that dark? If it auto-downloaded... It's your own fault for having auto download on. Oh. Okay. Go to a party, girl is passed out, rape her. It's her own fault she downloaded your semen. She was passed out. She was open. She Ooh. was she
0: was prepared for the auto download. That is dark and I don't completely see the connection. Apple has digitally raped your device. Okay, okay. It's
1: no, they're saying Apple's giving you a free gift. Yeah, sure, sure. I'm just giving drunk girl at the party the free gift of pregnancy.
0: I think that's a. I think that's it's a, a stretch. <laughs> it's a stretch. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. I but, I but I get it. But the whole idea is the reason I have auto
1: download. Or a reason a person has auto download is so when they purchase something, yeah, it auto downloads something they purchase. Exactly. Not so that other people buy stuff for or a corporation.
0: Yeah, I have auto downloading for so, them because you know, like when I buy something, or you know, like my wife and I are our phones are synced, so right when I get something, she gets it, sort of thing. Uh, I didn't set it up that way so that I could be spammed with. You two songs.
1: We totally didn't premise that I was gearing up, guys. Finish your drinks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Steve definitely geared up for that one. Um, so that's kind of an <laughs> argument that's out there. I just don't like the idea.
1: I just, I just really dislike the argument that because you have auto download set up, Apple can put whatever they want on yeah, your phone.
0: That, I don't like that. It's, it feels, it feels wrong.
1: Yeah. And on top of it, I think that because of the circles that you and I run in, particularly. That I'm into, like the uh-huh. the Christian music circles. No doubt, U2 has been like a very heavy influence on Christian music. And actually, when they came out, they were covered heavily in the uh, Christian Contemporary Music magazine. Sure, uh, there are you are, are <laughs> there are articles from CCM from like 1982. Giving review or 80, 1980, 1982, something like that. Giving reviews of the album, uh, boy, and I think the album October, uh-huh. and talking about how much spiritual quality there is on that. Absolutely. And that's fine. They've always been a
0: very spiritual yeah. kind of And band. there's
1: even, there's one song on here that I haven't listened to the album, I haven't li- looked at the lyrics yet, but I swear the opening line of the song is them chanting, um, send out Barabbas. But they're doing it in a way where it sounds like the Beatles' Barbara Ann. Oh, okay. Uh, So it's really like, it's a real, but it's dark. It's trippy. Sure. Um, It's a really cool song. I'm enjoying, okay, I'll admit it. I'm enjoying this album. I I might give it a listen now Um, that we've talked about it. But uh now that I've given you permission but to But I'm gonna delete to... it from
0: my phone first and then I'm gonna go manually download it. There you go.
1: <laughs> there you go. Fight the power.
0: Yeah. That'll um, show 'em.
1: So so um <laughs> my point being that um Oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought.
0: Choo choo. <laughs> Um, Jimmy oh. Junior, Jimmy this beer's working great.
1: Yeah, well, dude, the freaking—I <laughs> don't
0: know how we're gonna do our second episode. The Imperial today. Stout's
1: heavy metal. I think I've peaked out unless I hit that IPA. Oh man. Um. So the point being, the whole auto download argument—that's for that's for me to download and then, or that's for me to purchase and then it automatically downloads what I want. Right. And I think because it's U two, U two is a band that can get away with it. I understand that like people say, oh, they can get away with it. I don't even really like that language. No, that's, because, like, that's ju- rough. Just because you're Bono doesn't mean you can do whatever you that's want. That's along
0: the same lines of what I was talking about, where it's like, oh, everyone loves this, so who's going to complain? Exactly. Um, uh-huh. I'm going to complain, because maybe I don't love it.
1: Yeah, amen. Yeah, Amen, brother. <laughs> um, but on top of that, like, let's think about the flip side of this. If Apple sent 500 million people the latest carry... carry Katy Perry album, yeah. or the latest One Direction album, or the latest Justin Bieber album—sure, like anyone, we would all be like murdering the CEO of Apple for high, for like red, or green greenlighting
0: this decision because if it's something that you don't like, it makes you feel dirty. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's where the connection to the rape uh, comparison is. Right.
1: It's just all about like whether like the idea is like, oh, you choose an amazing band, you should want this album.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: No, like, and again, this goes all the way back to you know people will try to compare to the radiohead thing if apple had said it's gr- highlighted as green, it will be green free for right. the next month right YouTube.com dot com free which you it actually is free on youtube dot u two not youtube u dot com for <laughs> manual download right um you can get it on
0: there. Once, I would have been once they over they hit it, that 500 million mark. If Apple would have said Then you got to pay $17 for it. It's
1: free. Just go through iTunes search Songs of Innocence. We'll even put a link on the front page. Yeah. to this album you can get it for free. Zero complaints. Yeah. World peace. <laughs> Bill and Ted Isis exterminated uh, We can talk to animals Obama global emperor Ziggy piggy Ziggy piggy Ziggy piggy Oink <laughs> oink oink oh, I yeah, don't, definitely Napoleon I don't think it's gonna work <laughs> uh, Be excellent to each other And party on dudes Party on
0: dudes um, uh, All we <laughs> are is dust in the wind Yeah <laughs> I think we need to wrap this episode up. Yeah, I mean, no one. There no would one be zero complaints. Yeah.
1: At least half. The, I I say half the people. You know, a lot of people in the tech sector just see this as an overstepping of bounds. Sure, and I definitely agree
0: with their point. I mean, it's obvious that they could do this anytime they want to all of us, and that's the problem. And that's you no, know, it's it's because they do it to us all the time with software updates. Well, that's true, and they're viewing it as a software update, probably. But music, I'm going to lay this out as our closing point, and then we'll talk about the outro song because we're already over an hour here. Uh, Music is a deeply personal thing. People wrap up their identities in what music they do and do not listen to. And that's the line that they've crossed with this because, you know, they've made it so they positioned it to say everyone wants to listen to this. And that's clearly not the case. I don't think they've hurt themselves in the long run with this. They might do this again. They might not. Whatever. Uh, I just, I'm not stoked on it. Uh, so let's talk about the the outro song. Uh, we'll play a song from Nick Jude. Nick Jude actually, I think he said that he sent us a song on one of our very first uh, episodes. Yeah. I forget which one that was. But we're going to play his song Stingray okay? Cool. that he sent us. And uh, looking forward to hearing it. Uh, You're going to hear it start playing. And this has been episode 36, right?
1: Yeah. Actually, you know, I think Nick Jude was one of our first, if not the first submission. Really? Uh, He might be the music for like episode two or three. Wow. Really? He was one of the first guys. So thanks,
0: Nick Jude. Yeah. I, I listened to the song. It sounds great. Uh, I think it's like a run through of some different techniques and different gear and stuff oh, yeah. like that. It's, Instrumental. A it's a really rad song. Sounds great. <laughs> Thanks again, Jimmy Jr., for the beer. Yeah. Uh, we're having a great time over here, and I don't know how we're going to make it through the next episode today. We'll figure it out. Uh, next week, we're going to be sitting down with our friend uh, Meg and talking about whatever, our first lady guest. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, here's Stingray for Mick Jude.